Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Coffee Club Podcast, episode 87. Getting into a big one with some race previews today. We have Ollie about to make the trip over to Africa. Yeah. First time to Africa. First time to Africa, yeah. George making the trip a little closer to home, back to LA. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite place to go, apparently. Once again. But before we get into it, just for the opening of the show, a little reflection on our draft last time. Just got to say, I think you boys, based on the comments, might owe me a coffee slash pastries. This is the thing, though. I saw some comments saying that they backed either, both George's team and my team in certain situations. But your team definitely got the most response. It was a convincing majority yeah. that was <laughs> picking Morgan's mileage. I just wanted to clarify that our teams did get some, you know. We got some, we got some votes. You guys had some love. We also got... We got a lot of other people that made really good teams based on the people that we missed. And then we also, I don't know if you remember exactly what you said, George. You said something, <laughs> something gonna, about that. I was going to make an announcement about that. Yeah, do you want right. to make the announcement? Well, not an announcement. I feel like... An apology? <laughs> I was going to make an apology for suggesting that uh, no one over the age of 30 listens to the pod. 30 was a low number to pick as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was I was partly kidding, obviously. Um but I was very impressed with how many people uh, took that pretty personally. Mate, you, you rallied a community. You rallied a community because all of a sudden I see these comments like, I'm 58 years old and I listen to this podcast. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm 56. And then there's a gone through this list of like just rallying this community of um, older than 30 listeners, which is nice. It's nice to see. I was that. impressed with our demographic, with yeah. our 60 plus numbers, honestly. Mm. Yeah, shout out to those. Not, not including our parents, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they don't include uh, Greg. And Simon and Robert, <laughs> yeah, the boys. But yeah, I think uh, I think they'll be very happy to hear you. You take that back, and it was but great. Those to are the guys that definitely have had so many suggestions for people that we missed. They yeah. did. They were saying names that I'd never heard of before, and I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." And then there was a lot of people that, because I think initially we weren't really thinking about it like this, but then at the end we realized there are a lot of people that did a better job at taking, trying to take the time into account and be like. Jim Ryan ran this back in 1960, so today it'd be this. So you should pick him for your team. So it was, we got a few people arguing for Herb Elliott's yeah. 1950, yeah, 330. That was a big five one, five or something. But that was a thing that I think was interesting because when I saw the comments about Herb Elliott, I was like, oh, why didn't I think of him? And then I realized he's not on the list that we're looking at. I was like focused on the list and just like assessing my picks from there. Whereas like, you know, when you look at people in the past you're not using them as much which is like it kind of discriminatory that, that's on us we yeah. should have we should have thought yeah. that through and done a better job preparing but uh the last thing you want to say about it got the most amazing name suggestion for your team ollie if you would want to make a retroactive team name switch well what was the name the four horsemen oh god that's so good <laughs> that's way better than that's, that's way better than hiring hordes four horsemen yeah. that's unreal <laughs> the only thing i wish i is that i had um had Jakob on that team four horses. <laughs> Jakob's there. That would be so good. We, uh, I was telling Yared, Yared about the harrowing whores and he had no idea what I was talking about. What are you talking about, man? He's like, he's like, what, what relay team? What are we, do- what are we doing? I Wait, like, I got to run worry. a four by mile. We're running a four by mile on Rabat. I was like, no, don't worry about it. You yeah. tell Jakob that in Rabat. Yeah, me? yeah, I will. I'll mention it to him. Tell him I picked him. Yeah, I'll, I'll let him know. Well, I mean, I think he's, I think he's wanting to get on the pod as soon as possible, but we need to figure out logistics. Maybe in St. Moritz. Yeah, make it happen. But I was trying to, just a little aside, I was trying to make a really cool Instagram post about the thing, which never came into fruition because I was trying to use AI art 
to make like in my head there was gonna be like perfect like like in that you know that ai art style which is like really kind of smooth clean it's gonna be like these smooth renderings of like all of us together like epic team poster style needless to say i can report that ai art is not quite that advanced yet so maybe in the future we'll be able to do that but the probably the funniest thing Tom Wang, Wom Tang was helping me out with it. And he put together some team posters, which maybe we'll still post them, even though they're terrible. Yours was the best because, <laughs> because I saw it, yeah. As team coach was Ollie in his team picture when he had a beard and glasses on. And then he also had the a picture of freshman one. Ollie <laughs> as the athlete on his team. What, why was, what was the, what were they wearing? What was that from? Is it from a movie or something? It, so it looks like, like, it looks like covered in blood. <laughs> okay, okay. It looks like Smurfs. Okay. I couldn't decide what that was from. It was because I told him to make it horror themed because their name was the Harrowing Horse. <laughs> so I said, make it scary. And then I was just like clean cut. See, if you made the suit. Yeah. If you made the four horsemen, it'd just be pictures of like me, Yarrow, Krammy. There's all with the horse bodies in the head. That'd be the best team picture yeah, ever. <laughs> You'd uh, still be centaurs. Yeah, well, I mean, we'd beat everyone. We'd smash everyone from centaurs. Centaurs would not be run way quicker. But, yeah, that was the draft. Maybe we'll post that on Instagram so you guys can actually see what we're talking about. Yeah. But I think we'll do more drafts in the future because that was a lot of fun. So I, We really could. Yeah. We could make it a, a month. We could do, like, a woman's one, men's yeah. one, like, alternate. And be... There's, uh, you can do them at... You don't even have to do them about actual relay teams. You can, like, draft the most obscure products. Like, you could draft, like, the best, like, soft drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we would maybe do that. Not one. that maybe we would potentially do that uh, if you had a sponsor. Shout out, shout out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll think about that. We'll think but about it. moving on to the main topics today, we obviously have these previews. But before that, something a big—I don't know if I would call this world-shattering, but there was some big news coming out of World Athletics via Citrus Mag this morning, which it did make me realize, like. If Citrus Mag didn't post this stuff, I would just not know. No, <laughs> like, no, hundred yeah. percent. I would literally turn up to World Champs, be racing, and like, wait, they changed this rule. <laughs> like, you're like after the heat too. You're like, why are there no time qualifiers? Like, oh wait, when did this happen? Yeah. But luckily, uh, Citrus is so on it. I think they're for a lot of things that they post. <laughs> yeah, you're like, thank God, thank God, they're paying attention. I wouldn't see this otherwise. Someone is doing actual journalism out yeah. there, and yeah. it's not and us. It's not, it's not us. us. It's Chiqui Chavez, probably. But for those, take a bunch of credit though for this part. Yeah, because this, this is on this is on us. <laughs> So a big thing that we've talked about is, and a lot of people have talked about this, it's it's really obvious if you look at the 5K, for example. So a big issue has been at World Champs Olympics, the way that they make it through the rounds, like heats to semis or just semis to finals, is they have a certain amount of spots for qualifiers based on the place in the heat, and then they have like the fastest losers, they call it, which are time qualifiers. And on paper, in theory... It makes sense and i think it especially makes sense in the 100 or events where there's like limited lanes so and the fields are smaller so i think you're more likely to just coincidentally get a really stacked heat and it can have a big impact but it's so annoying in the 5k i think the 5k to me maybe i'm biased is the worst example of it because the way they have done qualification for the finals there's 15 people in the final two heats and they'll do five five so top five from each and then next five quickest and if you look up the stats, it will be for like all the years like I can think of, it's like nine or 10 people make it from the second heat. And then, so that's five or six from the first heat. And so it's just so skewed based on what heat you get into. And it's a real thing. Like if you're racing at Worlds in the 5K, you're like 
desperately hoping, especially if you're more like on the cusp, if you're not like the favorite, you're like desperately hoping to be in heat two because it is such a big advantage. And so we had a podcast where we ranted about that issue specifically for the 5K a lot. And finally, they've addressed it. Uh, I don't know who we thank. Sebco, maybe. Probably not. I would think I would think the athletic community to be anything. Because, like, World Athletics wouldn't change this situation or this rule without people actually voicing their concerns with it. So mm-hmm. I'd thank the athletic community for actually, like, voicing their opinions and somebody's listened from World Athletics yeah. and fixed it. Because it is, like... Like, it was just... Yeah. It's something that... It's nice to see people actually putting in feedback and then it's being processed and put into action. Yeah, the 5K is just, I mean, we are biased, but I also think it's pretty accurate because it's not like in the 100, no one's running like a tactical 100, no. except maybe Fred who's following up. <laughs> <laughs> but like in the 5K, heats can be 30 or 40 seconds different just based on a decision to not. Yeah, with the same quality high. of athletes. Yeah. yeah. And soon it just completely writes off this whole point so now what are we thinking they'll put eight and eight instead yeah because the they can't do the odd number so it'll probably be well like it's like 16 16 not gonna make a difference really so eight and eight would make a good sense and also like i like maybe because from the ncaa but i like top eight i like the top eight make it through yeah top eight does feel right i like it because of all american from the ncaa's but i like top eight eight like seven seven and then half somebody from one thing and then half somebody from the other thing put them together and then put them on the line <laughs> they have to run half the race each yeah, yeah. so if there's three rounds of 1500 they'll do sixes right yeah i this the 1500 will cool. be yeah the 1500 will be interesting though because i i've experienced in some majors particularly the semi-final um at worlds was so stacked <laughs> whereas like a situation will happen like that where it's just going to be so stacked to the point like it's not going to matter. You're just going to, like, you're going to get lucky or not, regardless, because there could be races, particularly with the 15, because of the, all the multiple rounds, where there's just going to be, like, a semi final where it's not a stack. Maybe there's, like, three or four solid guys, and then there could be, like, eight, nine solid guys in the other. The, that's, the, just, that's always going to happen. The like, 1500 is hot because it's just always there are happen. more than 12 athletes in that race, the 1500, who you would say are, like, yeah. world class athletes that, I mean, are like, potentially could medal. Usually you look at two heats, well, two, sorry, two semis, right, at a Worlds or Olympics, and you could probably pick majority, 98% of those people, 90, whatever. Like, majority of those people probably would make the final. You you would, could. You could, yeah. yeah. You could say that, so. So, and Definitely. then it's also the steeple as well. So There's also the steeple. Which, which is, is cool. Normally, a, it's only one round, but is normally three heats so it'll be maybe fives or something yeah okay is 15 15 people in the steeple final well i wasn't sure if it was 12 or 15 yeah i've never done it before (laughs) well yeah i mean we'll We'll find find out out. yeah when he's on the start line yeah george's like wait like counting when do i have to kick yeah uh oh now now kick now because it's right yeah definitely a lot of positives and the other one that uh citrus was uh suggesting was a good thing that I was just reading out was the kind of easier for fans to understand what was going on mm. and that definitely is a big thing for the commentators because I feel like for the most part the commentators have to spend so much time reminding the fans what has to happen in this heat and it's kind of their responsibility but also like they shouldn't have to be spending half the race like explaining the qualification process you know what this just brought up and reminded me of this is probably the this is like 
being a little bit dramatic, like the most annoying moment I've maybe had as a professional runner is because of this and it won't exist anymore. So when I, I've been in, I think I've been in heat one twice, like both world champs, I was in heat one. Yeah. And, and the Olympics. The Olympics, I was in heat two. Oh, you were? I oh. just ran pretty bad. But uh, yeah, so I might be calling, might be calling myself a finalist soon because I'm. I have to double check, but I think I might be have been in the top seven or top eight of my heat. But so when I was in heat one and I came seventh or eighth, the media person from Athletics Australia. This is what they did to me. This is like the most brutal thing ever. They said, "Oh, we need to get an interview of you. Can we just interview you and pretend that you made the final?" That's what they made me do. Oh yeah, because they they didn't like want before to wait. the next one. Had, yeah, yeah, while it was still going, because I like had to like walk through and yeah. stuff. They're like, yeah, can we get an interview of you pretending that you made the final? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Because I knew I wasn't going to make the final because I was like 7th or 8th in heat one, which never makes the final. And we, we didn't run that quick. And I was, I was so pissed off. <laughs> it was like, I'm guessing you didn't do it. <laughs> oh, dude, I did not. I was so out of it. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that was like the most like kicking the balls. I, I, can, I can comfortably say they do not do that anymore. <laughs> they do not do that anymore. And, and they're pretty good about that sort of stuff yeah media from what i've experienced but it is yeah that stuff is just like because the worst thing about it is when you at a major championship and people like there's like a massive kind of uh like a path that you have to go through all around in eugene you have to go like up the stairs and then go like along all this media these media outlets and then down out to more media outlets like down below and like most people that are running like the 5k for example they're like slowing up the line because they're trying to watch the race to see if they're they're gonna make it like a few of them now they don't have to worry about that anymore they can just yeah, go you through you just like i've done my race i didn't make it i can go home or i've done my race i qualified there's no like there's no external stress yeah. the clarity will be very convenient for everyone involved media and athletes and fans yeah i agree that for the fans it's the best especially the casual fan who's like what is going on here trying to work it out so it's also gonna be nice knowing that or not knowing that the second heat is gonna be just like uh do you reckon that's gonna change the tactics yeah because well yeah i mean last year it was luis just went to the front of the second heat and just made it like 20 seconds faster than the first one and obviously he was good enough to make it regardless did he get second in that race? In the heat? Yeah, he, probably. Well, they, like he was good enough to make it anyway, but it, it like that. No one's surprised. It's like, oh yeah, it's a second heat. It just someone's to, someone's yeah. taking it out fast. Like it pretty much happens every time. Probably a little bit in the fifteen too. I can't yeah. remember what happened in the semifinal, but they're all just gonna be races contained within themselves. Just actual racing against the field rather than yeah, rather a than different heat. Racing like a hypothetical yeah. other race. Yeah, which I'll is where the NCAA takes some well. Okay, that's what I was wondering because when they posted, did they say it was effective immediately? Like, so does that mean that they're gonna as quick as possible try to do it in like all they do? Like, if what athletics does it, then you would think everyone else will try and do some version of it. Yeah, but there's also rules like, for example, in the NCAA, can you still wear the super shoes for a 10k? And still like qualify? Like, qual- yeah, so, they don't so like, there's so, there's some rules that they don't follow. However, like, I mean, you I can, can s- wear them at World Athletics. It just won't. Won't count, but then, but then what's the point? Yeah? Can you actually wear them? Well, though? maybe not at Worlds, but you could wear them in any race. You, you just you can wear them in the NCAA and that mark can qualify points. you for NCAA's. Whereas, like, yeah, if you if George wore the super shoes for three K steeple, his time wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> imagine you wearing super shoes for a steeple. <laughs> just super bouncy shoes. Yeah. Boing. Maybe you um, do get DQ'd. I don't think they let you race if you have yeah. shoes that aren't 
uh, World Athletics certified in a World Athletics even like, before, certified meet. Those major races, they check your shoes before you. So is NCAA, that's just not a World Athletics certified no. meet? I don't know how it works. I, I don't know. know, I don't know. know. But I'm pretty too sure. Many, too many things. Like you've been to, at every Diamond League, you have to declare what shoes you're going to wear before. So you, when you go to the core room, um, they check your spikes, they check the length of the spikes, and then they check them again when you put them on. So... Dude, like in Zurich was really strict. Like they, they checked your spikes when you went to check in. And then once you put your spikes on, they told you to put your feet up and then measure them again. And then you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like, for example, they would write, you have to write it down too. Like what yeah, spike Yeah, because I've done that at meets before. Yeah. Where and, like the day before. But now like usually the officials know what spike is what and they don't make you write it. They just know. Well, because I guess they have a list of shoes that you can wear. Like, because yeah. now you can't wear that. I don't if it, if it is like a prototype or if it's a shoe that's like like a new nike shoe that just came out um then they have to write or a new on shoe or a new on shoe but like <laughs> the the cloud spike yeah ten thousand meter cloud spike that shoe is like already registered with athletics yeah but if any prototype other than that they'd have to write it down probably yeah. i'm interested to see what is gonna happen which based on a small amount of research right before this with the river challenge rounds that we were just talking about because that seemed like one solution they'd come up with to the time qualifiers that no one likes <laughs> like all right we've got this idea it's, you run one more race this is how we're going to fix the time qualifiers so like instead of time qualifiers you just race again they should just get rid of that now because yeah now now, now what are they going to do now in the 1500 yeah it wouldn't be 666 because then it'd be like well it'd be make yeah they'd have to take less through right less autos and then the other people would Everyone. get to race again yeah which i guess is what they but that doing. was going to be specific for the olympics anyway because they didn't want people to come to the olympics and only race once that was like the thing it was like every single person yeah, to race like, was going to race at least twice but that's the thing is like i don't know man if you're if you're a guy that's maybe you made the olympics it's your dream but your ability is not as high as some of the other athletes and you want to just go and participate then you have to participate again and like lose it like not lose again but like you can't you, maybe you come last in the heat then you go back you know you have to go back and then come last again in the heat like I don't know if anyone in the 59 is going just to participate but there are people that are in like from different countries that go to participate I think sure, I think the, the bigger issue is just more how it just seems to dilute the like the point is to have the most exciting racing as much as possible and it just di- dilutes it a little bit more by adding this extra safety round which doesn't really seem necessary because uh, I'm sure I'll be proven wrong and there'll be some amazing story where someone comes from the losers round and then gets Medals a medal. But that's going to be so unlikely in our sport. Like in other sports, maybe that type of thing will happen more, but in our sport, you know, it's like... Particularly with the first round. Like, yeah. It's well, very unlikely is, that people get upset in the first round. The people that have the ability to run four races and be in contingent the middle won't need to run four you races. Would, you would think. So. Unless they literally fall or something and then... Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. We'll find out. But this, yeah, it's so we're giving credit to World Athletics. We're still, we're still saying fix your shit. And then this actually made me think of another interesting talk that we were having in the gym this morning about kind of like World Athletics new qualification rules, which is resulting in some weird scenarios. Which uh, Ollie, you went there because Ollie was working out. But so the women's 10K in the US right now. So the 10K is extremely hard to qualify for with based on time. And then the done they've put in these other ways to qualify for it for example cross country but these cross country meets are like pretty inaccessible and so it only really favors a small amount of people 
in, and in Western Europe, in, Western <laughs> Europe. <laughs> in pretty much Spain. Yeah, that can get the qualifiers. And then because the, qualifi- the qualification is so hard, but like a lot of people have then gone and got it, and then they have so many spots that they're giving away to these cross-country people and all that, they're not going to have anyone qualifying based off ranking. So or able to have a qualifier based off ranking, which is crazy because, yeah, like... That's the whole thing. Yeah. Like, the whole point. <laughs> of all the new ranking and the times and everything is to have half and half mm-hmm. and so the field size is small for the 10k too that's part of the reason it's so hard it's 27 or 28 and in the women's 20 people have the standard and eight there's like eight spots reserved for cross-country qualifiers yeah which i don't even know what that means but that's just already the field size and so what's what could be the scenario right now at, for the U.S. because Alicia was talking about this at USA's there could be only three people on the starting on the start line that could possibly qualify for Worlds because they have those automatic qualifiers. So it's kind of crazy. Like they so for Alicia because she's thinking about doing the 10k 5k double, it would be like yeah, just go jog the 10k so you can finish the race. Well, I don't even know if she would have to run it. To get yeah, I, I think the US you have to run, or maybe you have to run at the championships. I don't know if you have to run the race. Yeah, I don't even know if you have to run it. Maybe maybe it's different do. if you have the know. if you have the wild card from being previous champion because they don't have to run the same event. Yeah. But if she had to run it, Ritz would probably be telling her because the five k is very competitive. He's probably telling her like, don't go that hard in the ten k. I guess you have to watch out if someone else is going to hit the standard in the race, which is possible, hard to do but possible. It's just like a crazy weird dynamic where because they've made the standards so hard and then added in these other like kind of loopholes these people who you would think are good enough to have a qualifier i'm not necessarily saying like they should like definitely be at worlds but they should be able to have a qualifier so then they have like the right to like go to usa's and compete for a spot compete for a spot potentially you'd screwing them over so bad because it also makes the race pretty boring yeah you've got an entire race dedicated to making the team but the team is already selected by the time. Well, the one thing that would be exciting would be the people that need a qualifier if they're actually like, fuck it, I'm going to go get the qualifier right now. That's, that's, that's one way it can go is that if you have, so you have the three top um, American women in the 10K, but then you have like four or five girls who all know they can run the standard, or they, they believe they can run the standard, and they all know that they have to run the standard to make the team. They'll just go. They should, they should just they go. They should team up. Yeah, like run it together, and then and then when it gets to a K to go, they're like, "All right, the best woman on the day takes the takes the W." But then you should be Alicia's. Like for example, Alicia's just gonna sit on. Them. Yeah. So like, but the thing is, but if Alicia yeah, sits on, them, at least it's interesting. Yeah, but if Alicia sits on them and then wins, the maybe the there's like a second or third girl that Comes wasn't through. in the beginning wasn't hasn't qualified, so. It could mm-hmm. make it more exciting. Yeah. But the, it could also just go the other way and they just don't. Yeah. <laughs> they just, I don't know. So we'll I, it was just a funny like scenario that's just, it's just weird that that's what it's like now. The 10K is just, they're trying to kill the 10K. Let me listen to George. Let me listen to George. <laughs> they're trying eight, to kill it. Eight cross-country spots seems crazy when there's only 28 entrants and eight of them don't even have to run a 10K. Yeah. That's wild. Well, I don't think. I mean, I don't doing. know if that's the rule. Someone can fact check. Yeah, but. well, we don't know the rules. We went to sound running and thought that we were getting a 10K <laughs> Certain individuals points. literally went to the press conference and said, I'm here for the points, and then they will never get those and points. And they didn't exist. Yeah. So we don't know the rules. So Citrus Mag, please clarify that for us. Speaking the- of 10K, though, 
Big shout out to On Track Nights. Oh, yeah. yeah. Night of 10Ks. Night of 10Ks. London. Actually, look. Highgate. Epic. So sick. It looks so sick. They did such a good job, man. It's the amazing. vibe there was amazing. They had. If I'm going to run a 10K, which I'm probably. No, I'm not going to say. <laughs> it would be there. Yeah. If I, I had to. I still don't want to do it. If I had to run a 10K to, like, I don't know, keep my career intact or something. Then I would do if it. If it was there. life or death. Yeah, life or death. I would do it there. It looks amazing. That's where I would choose to do it. That's where they, honestly, like, Joe and Alicia should go there and just crush it. Next time if they need a, need a standard, you know? Don't mm-hmm. do not do it where there's... Like, if you compare, like, not to this, um, where they did at the 10. Because, like, the 10, you know, they set up a, a meet so they can it's actually... controlled. Yeah, they can actually, like, run the standard and have that environment. And they ran super quick. But if you imagine if you had Eilash McGuckins and Alicia in the, at the night of 10Ks in london so that would have been epic that would have been so sick and then like joe too like joe and woody in that situation portia lima would have been there like it would have been really really i think that was the race that would have been a race where joe and woody could have um definitely been like we can run to 27 here like we can do it that crowd support yeah the yeah. way they do it we just for people who didn't see it they let the crowd they have a beer tent over the final i think it's the is it where you finish or is it on the back stretch i i honestly think it's I want to say it was one on both. Uh, yeah, they could be because I, I feel like, like yeah, they were always running under it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they, so and that and people get to go into it must be lane four or five. It's I think it's the edge of lane four, which was crazy because there was also a motorbike filming. Yeah, with a race like a field size that meant they had to lap some people. So sometimes the leader was in like lane two, the motorbike was in like <laughs> just squeezing lane three, and then the fence was like lane four. Yeah, the other thing that they do to contribute to just the excitement is they put a shit ton of people in each race. Like, there are so many people, and the leader, the top people are so good, so they're overlapping so many people, which obviously very annoying, but makes it very exciting. And then they pretty much just turn it into a carnival, like a English medieval carnival. They have like, they just hire all these people that you wouldn't really think of, but they're then when jousting? you see the... Well, they might have had jousting. They, <laughs> they, have, like, they might have, yeah. They have, like, essentially clowns, like, doing the juggling. They have, like, like a brass they're, band. They're clowns. Yeah, cool. good trumpet. And... No, no, all these scared of clowns. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. Fuck okay, that. there weren't any clowns. No clowns there. Just other They had rock climbing stuff. there. Rock, rock climbing. climbing. Yeah. Just a great time. And the, the thing was, the stands were not big at all, but it didn't matter because all these people could be close to the track. And I think, we, I think we'd all agree on this. Having a small stands that are full compared to a big stands that is empty it's like the night and day like how much mm. it could be the same amount of people but if it's in a smaller environment and it feels you can feel that energy like it's so much better so i think if you're gonna have that. a distance only meet like the on we've sort of decided that all four on track nights are it's a no-brainer to have the track open to stand on like we distance runners don't need eight lanes so put the freaking fans there apparently we weren't allowed to do that at Mount Sac something like some school there was a school there was a school policy or school yeah. which like at the end of the day it's like you're, you're borrowing the track from them well, so pick a pick a different track yeah pick a different track honestly pick a different location which is like it's huge for important. distance runners to have like very having important. people that close the only time I think I've had it is Sir Walter Myler. Yeah, I've never so, I've never experienced that it's so fun I've never experienced that makes the track feel way smaller yeah well I, I think yeah not to it'd be crazy in the steeple try and fix anything <laughs> like the barrier yeah that would be nuts <laughs> not to fix anything but i think um the next time they do the la meet like having that i think having the experience of seeing the london meet and then obviously they've got paris and vienna and then melbourne 
Because I think in Zadapak they do the same Zadipec, thing. Zadapak they've always done it. Yeah. yeah. So I've been like one of those people yeah. that like is so on the track watching. They're gonna see that sweet. and On's gonna be like, well, in LA we know how to get like a better kind of engagement with the fans and the athletes during the races. We'll we'll find a track where we can we can kind of get the athletes. As, I mean the fans and the athletes as close as possible. Yeah. I so, really hope Paris looks something like the London one. I'm sure. It will. I mean, there'll be a lot of baguettes and stuff, <laughs> and there'll be baguette and just smoking, smoking mimes in there'll the be, corner. There'll be smoking cigarettes. Cigarette, yeah, smoking cigarettes. Yeah. The guys are sitting there at the bell with a cigarette going like this. The bell. That would be unreal. Yeah. So that was very cool. And the film, I would say, the presentation of it on on had a free stream on YouTube, and it was amazing. The filming of it was yeah, having like the bike following along and just all the different camera angles are very dynamic good commentating so it was sick they interviewed some influencer halfway through the race who i had never heard of and i tried to find him and i couldn't even find him oh really so i don't know if i, I was just see that if i was just searching him wrong his name was like harry runs or something but harry he runs. wasn't actually a runner but that was just his uh, in- youtube name yeah i don't know but it was sweet so credit to them and um yeah let's keep that stuff going but moving on to the this is the big leagues, the the Diamond League, stop number two, I believe, yeah. coming to Rabat, which is always, I think Rabat's always a really cool one because the Moroccan fans are pretty crazy about all the distance running. It tends to always have a good 1,500. Oli here is getting his outdoor season started, and he's doing it in a very exciting fashion. I suppose every Diamond League 1,500 is always an amazing stacked race but we have the uh i, I wrote them down as the three-headed oac serpent middle distance serpent maro ollie yard representing yeah. and then i didn't know this until today that Jakob is in the race uh we found out okay three or four days ago that Jakob was running which actually surprised me because i know he's confirmed for Oslo, like he's setting up that 1500 to be quick i didn't expect him to run Rabat, to be honest so I agree. It's a lot of travel. To be honest, I commend him because the one thing our sport needs is like we need more racing with the, with the best in the world, right? That's how I keep people engaged for the season. And he's he's turning up. Like there's certain athletes out there that don't turn up for races and just wait till worlds. But he is an athlete that's the best in the world, and he turns up every major, mostly every major race. So I got to give him credit for that. I feel like um, he would never say it because he is so just focused on himself. But I. Hope he's there because of you, Mario and Yari. I like he would never say that in yeah. an interview or anything. I, I mean, okay. When you look at the field. F- fill it, fill it in for himself. If you're thinking for himself, like if he wants to be the best, if he wants to win that elusive world gold medal that he hasn't got yet, he's got to race everyone that is a content like a threat. He needs to experience that, right? Yari Nagus is a huge threat for him. Mario also a huge threat for him. I feel like I'm also a huge threat for him. You can say that because. <laughs> We're three athletes that are near that kind of, I feel like, some of the best athletes in the world. And you never know when anybody's going to have a great day to a fire day, you know? like It's just like what happened with Jake Whiteman at Worlds. It's like, Jake Whiteman's, like, he turns up to down leagues and he runs and he wins races. And I think Jakob knows that if he competes with everyone, like like we know, if we compete with all those people, I think that's made me a better racer and a better runner from the past two years is because I get the opportunity, which is a privilege, to compete at the Diamond Leagues. And whether it's a good or bad race you learn from it and you get that exposure leading into worlds i don't think he's a fool for that i think he's really smart about it and he wouldn't be going to rabat unless he's ready so he's probably raced every single person in the field except yari maybe he's thinking like i need to go suss this dude out have they never like, raced each other never raced apparently each other. that's also 
Just oil. All that content from South for sure. Citrus. Yeah, c- c- Citrus Mag just like blew it up. Yeah. It's like Yarrod versus Yucca. They've, they've like ne- they have no record against each other. Mm, so maybe sense. Yucca's like, alright, I gotta I gotta suss this dude out. What does it take yeah. to? Wow. I mean, the first time him. I think the first time I raced Yucca was Gateshead. My first time in league. Yeah, that was the first time I raced. That makes him. sense. So like this is this is Yarrod's first time in league. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. So, yeah. yeah, it'll be an amazing race. The fields out, so it looks like a normal normal diamond league field. It's a it's a stacked race and should be uh, should be exciting. Yeah, you do have to give credit to Jakob. If you look yeah. at the fifteen hundred meter, if you say the last two or three years, whenever he started racing them, he's probably raced the most of them, except for he's in the, he'd be in the top three or five of who's like actually yeah, raced him, the most of them him Tim Chariot and Stewie's Stewie. 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 Stewie I'd say those three raced a lot but i say those three have raced a lot of diamond leagues yeah. and they he's, should be commended on he's that he's not afraid he's not afraid of it and it's so yeah. good to see especially I think this is just a matchup that we wanted like all of us I mean all three of you guys you guys are at training ripping it like doing these amazing things together and I know all three of you guys are like yeah we want to beat Jakob this year so to get to have this matchup happen already yeah opening race is so exciting and it's going to be such a good preview because you have this one Oslo and then hopefully maybe another one or two and then world champs you know it's going to be a nice really just a good starting point for what is probably going to be an amazing season of racing between these boys and Jakob and everyone else that's really good in the 1500 because there are a lot of other really amazing yeah, people no British well. runners in this yeah. which is the number and they have like they're probably the three s- in the top 10 yeah. in the world they're so. probably the most deep country in the world so that's another thing is that I think Oslo you'll see three maybe even four British boys are in that's that where they'll show up yeah but uh, do you have any early race tactics plans preview you can tell us um my, my, this is my personal opinion so obviously it's like this might not happen I think Jakob sees Yarrod as someone that's like just going to hang around and then wait 200 meters to go and then try and wax him. Yeah. So Jakob's going to squeeze the race earlier on. Like if you watch the Oslo race, I think Jakob will run that, the rabat like that. He'll make it hard earlier and try and get that rid of that kick from Yarrod. I believe that's what he'll do because he, there's no way he doesn't know about Yarrod and like the way Yarrod races at the moment. Yeah, he's finished. If Yarrod, if I were Yarrod, I would stick to my game plan because I've won eight is it eight races in a row you won yeah, eight something like that yeah so like if I'm looking at it it's like why would I like if it ain't broke don't fix it so just run the race that you usually run for me though I know exactly what I have to do and that's stick behind Jakob right take advantage him of him trying to do all the take work. advantage of him doing that because I believe from my race at Com Games I think I'm stronger now than I was then and my Com Games race I watched actually last week just to kind of figure out what I was doing because I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just kind of just running off instinct. But I was very much more just tucked in and waited. And I think that's what I need to do because I believe if it is the way that it's out, then it's going to be not a smash, like a huge close, but a relative close to where I can hopefully have the strength come through. So that's how I'm going to run the race as I'm going to kind of engage off those two. And then Mario, like, Mario's an amazing racer. He gets better every race. Like he He's going to be very similar to you, I would imagine. Yeah, how he'd probably be... I, I could honestly see probably the last 100 to 150 meters. We have been doing a lot of 150s. <laughs> the last 150 meters, I could see a lot of changing in placing, as well as Mario, Yared, Jakob, myself, Kip saying, 
Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people missing, but all those amazing athletes, they're probably still going to be there. So unless unless Jakob's like, I'm going to run 328. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, I think... I pulled a quick one out of Milrose, just went right behind the pacer. Yeah. Just, so he just tries to block Jakob He's not out. afraid. He's not afraid. But Jakob just jogs the first 100 anyway. Well, the thing is, Jakob, he, he, if you watch him race, he will build it to a point and then it, it won't get any quicker or make it a little slower but very very like very small amount increment slower whereas yeah. um Yared like that like he'll run a 25 like that but it'll be I don't want to say it will be a cha- it will be a challenge for Yared because I think he's racing someone that's very different to him in the way he executes races I think Jakob is a very slow burner whereas Yared will like go when yeah. he needs to so he's just got to be there he's yeah. just got to be there and, and, and I think this is going to be a race where this is probably the race where you could see Jakob getting beaten I think because even if he does get beaten I don't think he's going to be like oh my season's over he's just going to be like okay i got to like reassess my year because this guy is now you know at my level he's not inferior yeah so it's going to be so amazing and I think I do hope that it does play out kind of how you said where Jakob is trying to squeeze everyone and you guys are all just feeling it out behind him sticking on him and then if you're still there at the right time and you feel good making those moves and just going crazy, then I think that'd be so exciting to watch. So. I think it's going to be very exciting. I think it's going to be that race where 100 to go, you'll have three or four guys and people will start to move. Um, and it'll be quick. I think it's going to be quick. Yeah. I think 331 for the win, 330 for the win. Yeah. I mean, I think... At least we, I would say. Yeah, you guys are, especially you, in very good shape. You finally had a month to settle down and train yeah. properly without any travel. So you guys are so ready to go. Yeah, but it is, I guess, the first race of the season. So yeah. there is still... Uh, it's a bit of a rust buster. <laughs> a bit of a rust buster. <laughs> I think everyone is hoping that they're in a point where they still have a lot of room to grow. Yeah. So you got to take that into account. But the other exciting... Well, when is this race? Uh, it's Sunday. <laughs> it's Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. So today, for reference, today is Wasn't Monday. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah. So six days from now, right? Marky calendar. Ollie's flying Sunday. into Africa tomorrow. Morocco, yeah. It's going to be crazy. I'm so jealous you get to go to Morocco. Yeah, was so sweet. Bad, that yeah. was the one thing where Dayton Day- was like, he's like, Ollie, we're going to do Rabat. We're going to do it. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, okay, so we'll, we'll fly in the Africa. And then I just realized it because so, I was so inept. It's in Africa and I've never been to Africa before. So this is like ticking one of my boxes is that I get to go to Africa. So I'm very excited. You should go drink mint tea and go to the mosque well I be, yeah i really want to just I, I don't know if there is going to be the ability to do this but i'd love to like walk around for that yeah i've heard it's a bit of a, like a resort thing you stay on but i'm yeah. sure it's gonna be like beautiful so we'll see but then yeah we also have sage debuting for the 800 finally gets for the season and she's yeah she's tittle she's she's stepped She's gone below it. She's gone above it. She's done everything really except it. we us. Yeah. <laughs> With her actual event. We've been waiting. And uh, I'm not sure how many Diamond Leagues she ended up racing last year and doing well in. But a lot. <laughs> she is now a staple on the 800 meter Diamond League circuit. So I think uh, her race is an amazing field as well. Like kind of all the big names. Well, not all the big names. But a lot is of Kelly them. in it? Let's check. I don't think she was. But they have... Um, the Kenyan, Mary Mora, and Natoya Gould, and Katrina Bissett from Australia representing. Yeah. I mean, if you, I think any Diamond League 800 for the women's is just going to have a bunch of... 158 girls. Yeah. yeah. Throw in some 156, 157 girls. And then there's, there's a cool 155 girl that just rocks up as well. <laughs> there's a couple of those occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Sage is very ready to go based on her last couple of races. So it'd be awesome to see her get back into it and hopefully just, yeah, back into her stride. 
because she ended last season on such a high note. Mm. Third Diamond League final. Yeah, so crazy. So it is crazy. I'm really excited for her. I think, I think she's from practice and, and chatting to her just bits and pieces. I think she's very, very um, enthusiastic about getting the 800 season mm-hmm. going. So yeah. it'd be nice to see. Yeah. So that's for bat. Big, the big race. The team is going out there. Yeah, it is. If you think about it, it's just pretty epic. Like the team's going and doing these races i think a lot of people would look at rabat and be like no like that's too far away or whatever but uh yeah these guys are starting a nice little three or four week trip and going all the way to africa to do it and i think it's gonna be so cool so very excited to see those races play out and then the other one that we have is george here racing another steeple back in la as we mentioned the usatf la grand prix which i think none of us realized how big of a meet it is or was some of the big stars it, have pulled out it was kind of it kind of slept on a little bit and then it got released with all these it really crept up on us it crept up on us and i'm like wow look at this field and then all of a sudden michael norman out Sidney mclaughlin out i think mo out and then you're like yeah. oh yeah still some still many epic, mostly the i'd say the distance side of it is actually pretty stacked yeah really like, i think like ryan krauser i think a lot of i think just across all the events it's a lot of the best USA yeah. people, and all those people yeah. are the best in the world. I guess like the big, big headliners have dropped, but the the remaining still very, very, very good. So it's going to be sick. It's at UCLA, which did you ever have you ever raced? Never there? even been there. Yeah, Drake Stadium. I guess it's called for some reason. Wait, it's like blue track though. Blue track. We it's like blue. blue. I like blue tracks. <laughs> we like blue tracks. We like blue tracks. Blue tracks are fast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So we were looking for a stylist before, and we couldn't actually find one. But I'm sure I've seen it. Or Clicker found it the other day. I don't know how. He's, he's the man that you need. If you need a start list, yeah. he can find them. So, he is good at that. So there's, the there's like a distance people? meet on Friday and then the the big big dogs for the Grand Prix uh, Saturday, like field and sprints and the 15s, I think. Well, everything longer than 15s are on. Oh, yeah. Jake, um, Jake Whiteman's racing. You know? Jake Whiteman's racing the 800. Oh, and the 800. Neil Gawley's racing the 5K. Yeah. There's a really good 5K. Yeah. Gawley, oh, bunch of Woody? Dark Sky guys. Woody and Abdi are entered. They're entered. I'm Questionable. Probably still trying to get into Europe things, and then maybe if they don't, they'll mm-hmm. race. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, yeah, there's some there's some really good ones. But Steeple, maybe some people from Sound plus um, Updike, Isaac Updike. Yeah, I feel like you could come up with a pretty good one. For I'm already thinking of one, but I can't say it. <laughs> There's got to be something there. And, yeah, it's gonna be, there's got to be something there. He's been in flag, I swear. What's up, Doug? No, sorry, that was bad. <laughs> Training with Go- with Neil, I think, which is always a good sign. Oh, Isaac Downhike. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't, well, up Dyke. Up Dyke, Downhike. We'll workshop it. I mean, that, that's just, that came off the top of my head. It's in the works. Downhike. Down dog? Down dog. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Um, he's good. Um, very good. Who else is in it? Oh, it's, I think NCAA champ from last year is in it. The EKU dude. Oh, or is, yeah. I don't know. He's not at EKU anymore. But um, the dude... Big Bird in it? Big Bird is in it. Big Bird is in it. Big Let's go. Um, Where are the other top USA... Steve was in it. His Hillary's in Rabat, I think. Oh, Rabat, okay. And Kida, he just ran New York. So, oh, yep. maybe not him. Mm-hmm. John Gay's in it, though. He's good. Legend. Um, Canadian. I guy. think he likes to make the race really fast. I think he is known. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's going to be good pace. That's going to be good for you. Thanks, John, in advance. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. No, it's 
it's going to be good, I think. And hopefully the weather's good. Um, I feel like at this point in my, um, with my vast experience in the steeple, like first one, experiment. Second one, experiment with trying to go faster. And then, I mean, I'd, I'd love to run the standard. That's, that's the A goal. May as well just get out of the way. Standard's 8.15, right? Point zero. Yeah. Do you know what the New Zealand record is? Because I know what it is. Mm, eight faster than that. Eight fourteen. Uh, not I by think. much. Eight yeah. fourteen. So really, may as well get both. Might as well get Let's both. Make that I'm the thinking. Goal. I'm thinking George. Like, Two birds, one stone. So, so just I'm just saying this right now. When you plan the inevitable kick, make sure you give enough time to be under eight fourteen. Because I would hate to see you run eight fourteen point something and then just miss the New Zealand record and then be like. Ah oh, shit! I gotta run another one. Whenever you plan on kicking, just just, just, just do it like twenty minutes. Just early. do it twenty minutes earlier. <laughs> like twenty meters though. I'd also hate to run eight sixteen. I've already run yeah. three fifty one and missed the worst standard in the fifth. You got you got me excited. <laughs> and spilled my iced coffee. So. <laughs> Give me a sec. Um, I mean, well, if I really have to run another one, I guess it's not the worst thing in the world. But it'd be lovely to just get it out of the way. Wait, explain this to me. Ranking wise, is the simple three races or five? Three. Okay, so, so after I will this, have, a, have ranking a ranking after this, and then well, two of them will be decent. Yeah, one of them will not be so good. <laughs> but uh, wait, is that the one that's not yours? No, <laughs> oh. is that one still there? Because that's actually not yours. That's not fair if that was counted as your ranking, you know. <laughs> it was I like that years ago. Like ago. Oh, okay, good. That was just my PR. I imagine if they just <laughs> like he hasn't done enough steeple, so we'll just use this one from two thousand and seven. Just put it in there. It can just be a place filler yeah, for yeah. now. Place filler. But I think yeah, a hundred percent. You want to knock out that qualifier so you can feel good about that because I think you. I guess after this one, I think you know you'll probably still be confident that then you'll have another one that's good before world champs so you'll be able to have a really good ranking but that qualifier just feels very nice to have mm. no it's stress nice to have in the back pocket no stress so then you would just know that like yeah you got that locked down so yeah. had one have done one hurdle workout since the last one and it was good so some amazing workouts um, yeah think, that workout that you did with joe where you're doing hurdles as well that was that's probably the most impressive workout i've seen anyone do on the team like i'm being serious like <laughs> Because that was a lot of work. It was very long. It's like eight miles of work on the track. Yeah, plus hurdling. Ten miles plus of run, like total running on the track. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done anything like that. Joey's just simultaneously training for the 10K and the steeple. Yeah. Ritz is building him up. He's like, he doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting him for the 10K. Trying to, trying He's trying to turn everyone into 10K runners, bro. Next Without thing you know, like, Morgan gets, Morgan's like starting to do workouts and Morgan's like, uh, these look like 10K workouts. And he's like, no, no, they're not. Just the regular team workouts. And then all of a sudden, we, he, he has a team meeting. And he's like, everyone's doing a 10K now, unless you're off the team. Yeah. It's the natural progression. It's the natural progression. <laughs> 1,500, 800, 1,500, 10K. It's the greatest event. And it's just the way it goes. So, yeah. I think we're, you're, that race is on Friday night, as you said. Friday night. So... Yeah. And Would then, that be? What, can you watch it on Flow Track or because it's USATF, USATF TV? Oh, USATF, USATF TV. Which not many it wouldn't be on NBC. For that. I feel like it's big enough. It would be on NBC. Saturday, maybe. I think just Saturday. Uh, yeah, but you'll right. be able to watch Friday for sure. Good luck. Something. Good luck asking your friend <laughs> if you can use the USATF account. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who has one? Do you think? No one. I think there's probably just like one person that has yeah. one, and everyone just asked to use it. I feel like I, <laughs> one I don't know why, account. but I feel like Joe Klecker would have a, an account. Maybe not his, but maybe like a parent. They should cousin. give free accounts to to USATF people. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good thing. Someone should just post the thing on 
uh, later on or something. Well, we, we have a little sneaky sneaky link on the Discord. We have a streaming uh, little section, yeah. and often those meets you can find them. You can find them for free on there. Yeah. So, that's so on the Discord, I, that's you, you didn't I've hear from us. <laughs> that's where I've watched some of these races <laughs> from time to time. Or we'll get Avery to buy a USATF account and then just share it to everyone. He'll finally do something. Yeah, and I'm hitting hitting straight from LA to uh, meet Ollie in Switzerland. Meet in the middle. I can't wait to get up to that. You know the the top roof place mm-hmm. and have dinner up there with a Radler. Back to same Marais. I am drinking a lot of Radlers. I'm drinking a lot of Radlers. Yeah, dude, they're so good. And the nice thing is, like, you can just sit there, and there's going to be nice air quality as well. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll so come, Morgan's gonna move to Flagstaff by the time we're back. No, Morgan will be in St. Marys with us because he, he'll 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 text us and be like, "Bro, this is ridiculous. I'm packing my bags." Guys, please. guys, come on! I'm I'm working on my anxiety. We don't need this. We we haven't even talked about it on the show yet, but Boulder in the last I think three or four days yeah. has been hit with the wildfire smoke from Canada. Thanks, mm. Canada. So yeah, why early, early listeners would know that I think our first section of the podcast was us just dissing on Boulder and how shit the air quality was. It was a big part of the, <laughs> the big part of the like, start of the wait, podcast. stuff does get the smoke, but I think it's more protected than Boulder. Boulder just yeah. gets screwed for whatever reason. Well, this is the thing is we've had good rain. Like it's not the fires aren't from here; they're from a different country. So it's, it's been tough. It's been it's, tough. To be fair, it's like, tough to accept. Yeah, it's tough to accept that like everyone in Boulder is like doing the right thing. And then, well, so is everyone in Canada. Yeah, the Canadians. <laughs> yeah. Would, yeah, it's just tough. We just have to tough. acknowledge and have a lot of sympathy for it. These are like terrible wildfires, yeah. a lot of destruction. So it sucks. Do Us getting the smoke is probably. I think there's multiple wildfires. I think it just um, yeah. a bunch of different causes. But Did I you see that video of Calgary. Oh, I saw it. It, it looked like an apocalypse. Is it yeah. like where everything's just red? It's, like, it's yeah, just the red. Sky yeah. was. It was wild. Yeah. yeah. Are people evacuating and stuff? definitely yeah it's really yeah. bad so yeah. it's unlike the canadians to have something that bad is no they, they get they know every year like every year like that area like the more west part has really bad wildfires similar to like the california oh, okay. that there's just they've had drought there i think for a really long time okay so that makes sense because yeah so yeah so. it's very unfortunate us getting the smoke while it stresses us all out me in particular a lot uh not nearly as bad as what so the people that are actually at the fires we, have to experience. When we're heading to, I was heading to practice, and then Morgan texted me he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna close your window <laughs> in your room." I was like, "No worries, bro." Well, I got I got my uh, filtration yeah. purification, purification system going. Yeah. You get home and the doors are taped. Yeah. <laughs> I've thought about so that's Morgan's walking in a hazmat suit. <laughs> I've thought about doing that because it's like you know, if you're gonna do it, do it right. You do it, do it let's, properly. Let's yeah. seal let's seal the house down. But um, no, it is it is very very sad what's happening with uh with canada right now so hopefully it's gonna get better before it gets worse but yeah so i'll be here and um holding down the fort these boys yeah doing their three or four week race trips george going to st Moritz and then still tbd i believe on the exact races that he'll be doing but i'm sure he'll be tbd uh, i'd he'll love meet. to do one flat race though <sighs> that's penciled in spoiler oh look at him talking like a steepler now just gonna yeah. do one flat race. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's gonna be tweeting about how he's just gonna wax all these milers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Can't wait to go down and show these boys, boys how to run, how the, how to run the actual their event. You know, how yeah. to run the fifteen hundred. George would actually succeed in that though. He's had succeeded. He has yeah. succeeded. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything else? Just excited to racing. Yeah. Know? Excited to. Um, I mean, this is like really when the. Big season get, kicks off, really. So it's exciting to see all our teammates and everyone uh, heading overseas to 
I'm looking forward to the merger between all three OACs. uh, Heads. Of oh, the heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The coaches specifically. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> that would be the funniest <laughs> that, thing. Okay, that too. But seeing the three coaches, Thomas, Dathan, and Craig, just sitting on the porch with a coffee, just like, maybe just, you know, talking about. Just arguing about training. Probably. Arguing about training. It's like, well, I do this. And it's like, well, I do this. And yeah. oh, they all go for a run together. <laughs> and Dathan just drops. <laughs> Dathan just tries. He puts his echoes on, and Thomas yeah. and Craig are looking at him going, what are you doing? Does Thomas here? run? Uh, I'd say he would, but I haven't seen it. He's I've seen pretty, him on the bike. He's a lot. pretty young. Yeah, I'm warming see... the teams. But yeah. I'm, yeah. It's gonna be like what's that show that we used to watch where the Avengers assemble? Essentially, I'm thinking of Power Rangers personally. So this is what I feel. I Do you feel think we're, yeah. we're the Guardians of the Galaxy in the in the merger of the Ooh, Avengers. Okay, and then I feel what does like make the rest of them. What's uh, okay? So Oceana, let's say Oceana is well. Like, that means we're from we live in space mostly. Oh, dude, I'm in space all the time. Um. What did, what's down under? Are we see down under? I feel like we have to be a more central part. Yeah, but I don't want to be the central part. <laughs> you want to be I, the cool funny no, guys. I want to be the, going, I be the cool we're, funny we're, guys. We're, that come we're going to them. True. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they're the central guys. Yeah. We're going we're to going them. them. We're going to the galaxy. Oh, so they're like Captain Gus America. Gus is Rocket. Yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. I mean, Robert Falcon could pull off a good Thor, I reckon. So who's even more fringe than the... Because o- the Guardians of the Galaxy. Because Oceania. Well, you got uh, Doctor Strange. Like Ant Man or something. Ant Man, <laughs> Black Panther. Um, I don't know. I mean, you could have just have like. We'll, we'll, we'll think about the OSC down on. Maybe Ant Man and like. We'll uh, make a graph. Like uh, maybe the Asgardians and. Uh, like maybe, Why did uh, we pick a Korg, Korg, Korg's Kiwi, <laughs> technically. Yeah. Voiced by Kiwi. So maybe Korg is like. Well, is Thor Craig is Australian, <laughs> no, he's from Asgard. <laughs> I'm so lost in these right. references. Can that we just go back to the great. Power Rangers? Can we just yeah. say like, we'll just say the Power can Rangers. we just say like, we're the pink one, they're the yellow one, and then oh, someone else is the, yellow one? is the blue one, and then do we see down under is the blue one? Let's make them the green one actually. Yeah. Then what's Olivier? Olivier is the the black one or the red one? Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's whoever runs the Power Rangers. I think Rangers. the red one runs the Power Rangers, right? <laughs> Does he? Red uh, or, I think the black or the gold one are like super high too. Okay, we'll make him that. All three teams are gonna be in the same place for the first time. Epic, it's gonna be epic like meetup, epic collab, epic collab. Epic Dude, collab. I can't wait to do two hundred hills with them. <laughs> Everyone's doing two hundred hills together. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just farted. If anyone didn't hear that, uh, I think that's a really good time to. Is there anything else before we wrap up this segment? I thought that was wrapping it up. Oh, that was wrapping. <laughs> right. Okay, I should have known. I Apologies. thought that was wrapping it up, bro. So. Uh, we're going to close the book on this. Good luck to these boys for racing this week. And now we actually have a surprise segment. I think we're going to call it Coaching Kev. Coaching Kev, yeah. We haven't even talked about it yet, but we're, it's all going to be explained very shortly. Uh, you know that we reached out, asked for an athlete to, who wants to be coached by us. We found one. We found an absolute gem. Not that you guys are all gems, but he has some good, distinct goals, which um, we're very excited to help him achieve. And so uh, up next, we have... Coaching Kev. And we're back with a very special segment. I think many of you will remember, it must have been almost two months ago when we put out the call to find an athlete to coach. And uh, we said thank you at the time for this. We got so many great applications and we wish that you could we could coach you all. Unfortunately, we do not have the capabilities, the time, the resources, but we did pick one very special athlete and that is Mr. Kevin Boyle. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Thanks. I'm honored to be here and honored to uh, have been chosen. So I'm excited for this adventure. 
<laughs> that's a good way of putting it. And I think I'll just, just to start off, I'll just say essentially why we chose you and just to put it out in, in the air. So it's not like some secret that comes out later and we get exposed. We did go to college together. So we do have a history, Kevin and I, we do have a history, let that be known. But we had more of a, we were friends from a distance because we were both athletes there and we had mutual friends, but we weren't like hanging out every day. I think we had a lot of respect for each other. Uh, one time Kevin punched me in the throat. I don't know if you remember that. I don't recall. Uh, what are you, one of those nights, huh? <laughs> and we also, Kevin and I have actually raced each other once before. Uh, Kevin, do you want to explain when we raced each other? Oh, yeah. Honestly, that was probably the same night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, this was pre-cross country season. Well, like probably like July. Yeah, maybe in the summer. Time. Yeah, it was a good one of those uh, uh, pre-cross country kind of summer parties. Weather's beautiful in Madison. Of course, it's one of those nights where maybe getting down to like 70 degrees or something like that. Um, I think this was actually after one of those cross-country camps. So a lot of the camp counselors saw some other fun Illinois runners and everything there um, at the Brickyard. That's what we called the house. So that was our college house, the good old Brickyard. And actually, I was roommates with uh, Nolan Furlick, who is uh, Mason Furlick's younger brother. So for some other runner connections out there. But anyways, yeah, randomly in the night, uh, I guess we were boxing in the street. But of course, we had the gloves and everything. So it was a fun time. Um, sorry about the throat. I kind of feel bad. It really about hurt. It like, actually really hurt. Cause you're, you're, you're a big guy. We gotta, we gotta make that known. You're a big guy. And so you punched me in the throat. It was, it was quite painful. God, no, I feel like the important part of this race was the fact that it was naked. It's nice for me to put, to put, <laughs> uh, to put us to face. Finally, I saw, I saw this video probably two years ago. Uh, Wait. I think it made an early, <laughs> like, I have a video. Morgan. I have a video of There's this, a video of it. Of the start. Of the start. <laughs> You're gonna have to send me this video. Yeah. So now I can now I'm finally, well, a couple of weeks ago, putting Kevin's face to to his lovely uh butt in this video. Yeah. So anyways, to get to the back to the story. Yeah. So we we essentially there was a block around the house in the brickyard, and we decided to sprint around it, and naturally we were naked. And to finish the race, I think Morgan like pulled ahead just at the end. I think you fell at the beginning, didn't you? Yeah, I thought you fell. You fell like halfway. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know why we're all falling and stuff. But anyways, right at the end, a car was coming through the intersection. We didn't know what to do because it was just blasting us with our lights. So we kind of had to swerve out of the way. But um, yeah, that was a that was a fun adventure. Yeah. So... No public indecency charges. <laughs> no, that's that's fine in Madison in the summer. I think there's uh, there's no rules there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Minutes. but i suppose i didn't actually say why we chose him george do you want to get into what we like so much about kevin's application yeah well should we should we read an, an excerpt from it or should we just maybe we just explain how good of a uh an application message it was we it was <laughs> the perfect combination of uh of motivational uh goals and uh and humor that just really struck a struck a chord with us yeah, I don't think we really need to read it out because I, I would say what was the like most inspiring thing for us or exciting thing, I should say, is that Kevin had really clear goals. He wants to break 420 in the mile and he has about three or four mile races lined up this summer. 
And now he also has a secondary goal of breaking 16 in the 5K. And so when we saw that, we were like, that sounds like a fun thing to coach. And so that's kind of like the context of like what this is. It's coaching Kevin, the sub 420 project. Uh, what's your... <laughs> yeah, that's what we've named it. Because we did have plenty of so many applications of of people, you know, with a full marathon, for example, or something further down the track. And we thought because we we want to share the journey with the listeners as well, it's it'll just be a lot easier and hopefully more fun to follow an athlete like Kevin who's got a few races on the calendar, a little bit sooner and a little bit shorter, so we can we can keep keep the update, updates coming and yeah and uh, share the journey a bit more. Yeah, I think all the races will be very exciting. So just today we wanted to introduce Kevin to all you guys. So Kevin, do you want to give yourself a little intro on your running background, especially like your PBs and and all that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I was a decent decent high school runner. But anyways, went to University of Wisconsin-Madison, as Morgan noted, and was rowing on the team for a bit. Um, Love the sport of rowing, great sport. But ended up quitting because of love for running. Just always pulls you back in. Um, So started to try to run again uh, and got pretty decent at the mile. Broke my high school PR by like 14 seconds in college. Ran a 424. So really happy with that. Um, But there's just some appeal it's like it's so much sexier of a number when it's under 420 and there's like a single digit, you know. Um, so I have that written on the wall in my basement, you know, a little checkbox for sub 420. So still chasing it. I'm 28 years old. So, you know, the speed speed doesn't last that long. Have a few more good years for it. And then we'll move up to the, you know, 10, 10K half marathon marathon. Um you know, but the but the miles the time time to be now. But uh yeah, I have a bigger runner. Yes. <laughs> What'd you say? Once we've been coaching you for a few years, then we'll, we'll move up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all part of the progression plan with the uh, coffee clip coaching. But um, anyways, yeah, I am a bigger runner, like 200 pounds, 6'4". Uh, so the body may have been built for rowing, uh, but, <laughs> but you the know. Heart, the heart. <laughs> What'd you say? The heart just wants to run. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So if there are weight classes or weight class world records um, out there, please let me know because I would be trying to chase them down. So, yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's really the history there. I was dealing with an Achilles injury for a really long time. Finally got uh, cleared from it, finally fixed it. And um, yeah, just enjoying the miles and excited to run some fast road races and track races uh, this summer and being coached by the legends themselves. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, as that that's why it's so exciting. It's just like, that got that college time PB and come back and try break it. It just knock four seconds off it, get under 420. And you have, as I already said, all these races lined up. The first one being the Wisco Mile, I think is the next one on the calendar, June 10th. I believe it's around then. So we'll do, I think probably on our Instagram or something, we'll put out a graphic with all the races and stuff so everyone can can follow along the coaching Kev saga. But uh, George is definitely spearheading the, the coaching side of here. So do you want to give a little rundown of how you're approaching this george <laughs> yeah i don't want to expose what I've, where i've been getting it to give <laughs> no uh full transparency yeah full transparency taking a little bit of uh a little bit of inspiration from uh the mike smith a little bit from from ritz um and a little bit from a uh v dot calculator that i googled online i don't know if anyone else has had this that uh dabbled in a little bit of coaching and 
with an with an athlete that runs different paces to yourself but i we gave kevin a workout yesterday probably a harder one we've, we've been coaching him for just over a week now so last week was the first week threshold and a fart leg which it's hard to screw up and Kevin absolutely nailed it, but we tried to give him something a bit harder yesterday to, to test him. And, um, and it was so hard to come up with like the paces for something. So, um, it wasn't bad though. It was no, maybe it, just a little bit off. Yeah. In the end, actually, well, I put in, I put in a 425 mile into a, uh, a VDOT calculator and then, um, did a little, did a little jimmying to, to find some paces, but, um, yeah, pretty pretty simple training plan. We're going two workouts a week, a long run, some hill strides, just the basics. How's it been so far, Kev? Oh, it's been great. Yeah, no, I love introducing a lot of more speed, the hill sprints, the strides. That workout yesterday was the first time me ever doing anything like that. So I saw it the night before and got a little excited. It was. Um, we should say it was sets of, was it four sets of 800, 300? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the 800s were... Uh, just yeah just a bit slower than my old pace like more like is it 5k pace or even slower kind of close to 5k no, i think it is about 5k pace and then the 300s are a little bit quicker than my old pace so that was the worker that we gave kev 225s and is it 47s or 46s kind of 49 down to 46 yeah pretty good on that end yeah yeah but yeah, yeah no been great body's feeling good i'm i'm feeling confident you know wisco mile it's a little little soon for the PR, but have some other miles scheduled in like late June and late July. So feeling, feeling pretty good. One, one other thing that I loved was your previous training that uh, you had already set up, you were coaching yourself and you had already set up a very good week of training, pretty typical and similar to what we're doing with two workouts, a long run. But you had said that you had been doing essentially all threshold work and you said that you had just gotten it all from an article on Jakob. Was that correct? Yeah, yeah, that was basically it. I'm, I assume that article is somewhat popular, but I don't even know if it was true. But I was like, well, this is really easy to follow. It's like just twenty by four hundred or like ten by one k with one or two minute rest and keep it like below one eighty beats per minute. And I was like, all right, easy it's, enough. It, it is ba- like it is very logical, easy to follow. But hopefully, with the attention that you're getting from us we can give you a slightly more specific and dialed in training plan we're not going to get away from the threshold stuff fully but during this time i think we'll back away from it a little bit but um, Probably smart. yeah so that's kind of the intro on kevin and we're very excited to coach him through the season and see how the races go one of them one of the races is a beer mile correct <laughs> do you have a pr yeah. one yeah, the Beer Mile World Championships. They had like a Clydesdale. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Clydesdale division, which is like essentially they had a men and a women's. And the men's was if you're over 200 pounds, you can sign up for and like win 100 bucks. So I was like, I think oh, that's great. A weight division. I think I can be competitive in that. So that'll be fun. That's in Chicago, I think July 1st. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that one. You're going to be very hard to beat. I think uh, in terms of it's nice to have the time goals. But then in terms of pure competition, we're going for that world title at those BMR World Championships. But yeah, I think that's a nice little intro on you, Kev. You did you did say that before we let you go, you wanted to pitch us on an idea or pitch, I guess, the whole podcast or the listeners and everyone. So the floor is yours. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. I'll, I'll end it off on this. 
this is a this is a business pitch to as we always hear from Morgan and, and George and all of them of the Chicken Boy Morgs League or you know all the other ideas that are floating around. This may have gotten some inspiration from there. But anyways, it's about making the sport more spectator friendly. And so how can we make the sport more spectator friendly? What I call this is like ESPN notifications, but for individual runners. Where like, you know, if the Denver Nuggets are playing an NBA whatever finals game, like you're going to get a push notification to your phone. Like, oh, they're playing tonight at uh, whatever, four o'clock or something like that, right? And then maybe you can click on that. It'll open the stream or you'll get like a score update at halftime. And it'll give you the score of the game. Anyways, it makes it really easy to follow your favorite teams um, in those events. But the issue with track and field, and I'm sure people in the audience can relate to this, is that like if you're trying to follow your favorite runner, like let's say at the World Championships, you know, like Morgan's running the 5K, George is in steeple, uh, Ollie's in the 1500. You're looking up all of the times that they're running. You're probably putting it in your notes app of like, all right, George is running at 3.27 p.m. Um, steeple heat one. Or something like that. And then you might put a link to like the, the heat guide or something like, you know, I've done that hundreds of times. Or you say like, hey, Google, remind me Morgan's running at four o'clock this evening or something like that. Um, so instead of, and that's just more friction, right? It's difficult to follow. So many different runners, so many different events, all that stuff. So the solution here would be this, the product would be pretty simple. It'd be a website page. You go to the website, whatever the heck it's called. And then there's a phone number. You submit your phone number and then it just texts you a code to verify your phone number. And then boom, a list of athletes appear. They could be sorted by like country, by team, training group, or by event. Um, and then you select your athlete that you want to follow. Um, so great. I select uh, Morgan McDonald. Boom. Okay. Oh, it shows on athletic club now. I select Dolly. I select George. Um, stuff like that. And then as a result, you will get text notifications about when they're running. So let's say like Ollie uh, on Sunday and we're about the heat sheets were just released. You're going to get a text like three days before saying, oh, Ollie's running an event this Sunday. Here's the time that he's running. Here's a link to the heat sheet and maybe a link to like where you can the stream, right? And then that's three days before and then maybe another text update a day before and then maybe another one an hour before. And then after the event, it will like send you a link to the results. Um, and yeah, and that, that would basically be it. Simple as that. Amazing. So if there's anyone out there, I kind of have the idea of how it could be built um, and also how it could be grown. But if there's any software developers out there that are interested in uh, building and partnering on this with me, uh, hit me up in my DMs or we'll, we'll put something in the, in the notes. That's well, genius. Well, we do know one software developer. <laughs> Goes by the name of Tom Wang. <laughs> Oh, this, um, he's, so, he's actually our in-house uh, in software software man. He's talking about in-house software development, and he may he may happen to be coming to Boulder and staying at my place tonight. So, <laughs> so this we'll, we'll have it done in the next couple of days. <laughs> nah, but yeah, yeah, we'll connect offline. We'll connect offline. But that is definitely an amazing idea. I think that touches on so many of the yeah. That's a great solution to what is such a large issue in our sport because a lot of just the point of the league that we've talked about would be it makes it really easy to follow because you actually know like when the races are and who's going to be competing in them. And this is just another example. This is an example of how to achieve that with the current system, which is obviously a lot uh, more realistic and easier to do. 
So I think that idea would still have a lot of challenges, like a ton of challenges, because there's always uncertainty with schedules and getting that actual information can be difficult. But if someone's able to do it, which I'm sure they can. So this is, okay, definitely going to take this to Tom Wayne because he actually helped develop or work on TIFAs. So, and the way TIFAs works is coaches just like submit all these race results for their athletes and stuff to their website and then they're always compiled there. So there's definitely a way to do it. And just potential here. The number of times I've like put into a web page, like a meet and then like, trying to get the results and then how uh, you like go back up and like, all right, 2023. And then that gets the wrong thing. You're just like, yeah. Well, everything's very segmented and like defragmented and like across all different areas. So yeah, you would need a consolidation thing. Like you're mentioned with, Oh, Tom White has the experience. So yeah, and some web scraping tools and all that sort of fun I stuff. Think but that's essentially probably like a better version of kind of let's run. Cause that's what let's run is as the message boards and the journalist work that they do. But the reason I go to let's run is because they they often have the easy, most accessible links to a results page oh, so, or a streaming page. Yeah. So it's essentially a better, more direct version of that. So, yeah, let's see what we can do. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, well, appreciate y'all doing this and having me on. And, yeah, I'm honored. So No, we appreciate you so much and uh, very excited to see where this can take us. So. Kevin, thank you very much for coming on the show today and everyone for listening to this episode. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys all next week.